Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, it's your boy Sharul uh, here to just give some market commentary and investment ideas for you dear listeners. So, what has happened this week? Not much, pretty quiet in the market except for, yep, you guessed it, the glove makers. Again and again, um, the numbers have just gone crazy in terms of the pricing, the volatility for uh, the, of the share price. Uh, it was very high, liquidity is extremely high, especially for top glove. And they still continue their, their climb. There was a foreign um, bank that upgraded their numbers. Their target price is up to 25 bucks for top glove. Uh, when it was trading at 17 bucks so you can see the the street is extremely extremely bullish um, about the glove makers mainly because of the ability to price up their average selling price the asps and also the crazy capacity um, that the top glove has in terms of extra capacity top glove has more and just to cater to any spike in demand lah, coming in from the us especially so looking at COVID, I know everyone's kind of sick of talking about it, but um, in Malaysia, it's, do- it's done pretty well. I think Malaysia's government has done pretty well. Malaysia's health authorities done a great job. Uh, but you can't say the same about the US. As I mentioned last week, uh, there doesn't seem to be any major change. There's, there doesn't seem to have, have major um, you know, uh, panic among the leaders in that country everyone's focusing on their elections in November which could further impact um, COVID numbers as everyone congregate for uh, campaigns and going for voting so you know the entire world is just looking at them and just like shaking their heads right because you know places like New Zealand even Malaysia Indo Thailand have got their act together already but this big brother you know, all the way on the other side of the world is just um, still not getting their act together and they happen to be, you know, one of the largest countries in the world. And I think it's quite tough, like, it's quite tough for the world to be positive if we still continue to see crazy numbers coming out of the US uh, in, in this. But, you know, in terms of investment ideas, I guess that's a good, um, that's good news for Top Love and Harta Lega, uh, who export a lot to, to the US and um, the demand seems to be pretty strong um, at this stage coming from the US lah. Um, so yeah, the gloves have moved a lot Top Glove Harta Lega up leading the index to, to recover as well this week last week uh, index was pretty weak uh, we saw a lot of foreign selling um, but I think this week we're seeing some inflows back again. The KLCI has been relatively supported pretty well. Um, there's a recovery in public bank as well um, this this week. But with public bank, I'm I'm not sure why it's really going up in terms of yeah. I guess they're the best of the worst sector, right? They they they're best in the banking sector because of their. Um, credit quality, their, their stringent um, credit policies, low credit costs, you know, very old school bank, right? Um, so yeah, I think they're the best in, in the sector, but as a whole, that sector is not looking good, man. Like if OPR cuts are going to come down, they come again and the OPR is going to dip below 2%, uh, it's going to be tough because how their, their, their net interest margins are 
going to be squeezed even more. There is a monetary policy committee meeting happening um, to to decide whether they should drop the OPR even lower. So the OPR, the OPR, which is overnight policy rate, is already at a low never seen before since two thousand nine. So are we at the same? Are we at the same stage of of the crisis back in two thousand nine? I don't know. For me, I think this crisis is a lot worse because there is no end in sight. There is no amount of money you can just pump into the system and solve the problem because this is a crisis that's been done by something you cannot see by a virus, right? Um, but according to Bloomberg data online, the seven out of seventeen economists are forecasting that Bank Negara will cut OPR by twenty-five bips. Um, and four foreign research firms said they expect a more aggressive slash of the rate um, to 50 bips by 50 bips. So, you know, on this backdrop, banks are just not gonna do very well. Their their names, their net interest margins will will be squeezed. So I don't know why the inflow is coming back into public bank, but perhaps it it does look cheap for a quality bank. But if you look, if you zoom out and you look at the sector as a whole, um, I guess if you had to put money in the banking sector, yeah, lah, public bank would be the first place to put your money. Uh, I would stay out CIMB. There was a new news that came out that one of their clients, Hontop Energy, they're um, seeking about hundred million US dollars for seeking repayment of a loan, lah, basically, and they basically. Um, Have lent money to some dodgy companies, lah, and the oil price crash have led to a lot of oil traders being exposed to fraud or being exposed to being, you know, basically not well capitalized and not able to pay off their loans. So the banks might get affected from that. Um, and what else do we have? Uh, we also have. The other stocks in the index have been very, very quiet, lah. To be honest, um, telcos have been hit as well. No surprises there. No one really loves that sector at the moment. Banks have been pretty dead. Only public bank. Tenaga is still, you know, holding relatively well. I still think it's a champion here. <laughs> I would still put a lot of my money in there, just because of you know potential for a dividend hike as well as really, really strong um, earnings visibility. And they really weathered the strong, the the storm very very well. Um, oh yeah, on tech man. As I mentioned last week, uh, not to say I have a crystal ball, but you know I, I always like to take credit whenever I can. <laughs> but Inari and Globetronics have gone up again this week. Have done very very well. Uh, this is on the back of better MPI numbers. Uh, as I mentioned last week, manufacturing is coming back strong. Um, And also with the potential for new Apple launch with the 5G phone, uh, Inari and Globe uh, could benefit from that as well, lah. So, you know, as investment advice in Malaysia, I really believe in um, in focusing on a, a sector that other countries um, don't have an advantage on. So obviously, gloves is number one. We want the biggest glove manufacturer in the world. So I would be very very confident in a crisis like this. You put yourself in a strong company like Topglove and Hantalega, um, purely on the fact that no other country can has the capacity to to um, to manufacture gloves as fast as as many as we can, right? Uh, maybe in Thailand you've got Sri Trang. There's another stock you can look at, but. 
I don't know, I still think clients are more comfortable with Dr. Hunter Telegram. They've been around for a long, long time. So, um, you know, continue to put your money there in the gloves yeah, at the moment. It's still going up inch by inch every single day, which is amazing. Um, and you can put some money in the tech names for some for a bit more alpha to, to, to capture a bit more gains. I would put money in Inari, Globetronics, even Unisam, um, these names lah. Uh, so that's just a general view of the markets where I will put my money not not a big change from from last week oh yeah maybe just mention some of the tourism names lah. I think tourism has come back strong man this is based on my personal observation also some of my uh, friends actually went to some resorts over the weekend last week and the capacity as it the occupancy was up to 80% so people are really back uh, locals are really traveling because of that pent-up demand uh. so um who can benefit uh air asia you know they still they are doing local flights even though their numbers come out to be really really bad they had uh, one of the worst quarterly loss uh, in air asia um their losses in q1 was really bad was 803 million ringgit hurt by weaker travel demand amid COVID-19 outbreak. No surprises there lah. So, you know, uh, what would I do? Would I buy AirAsia yet? I don't know. This is a bit risky for me. Um, they're trying to restructure their loans. They're selling a small stick to South Korea or South Korean airline. Uh, doesn't seem to have much visibility at the moment. Uh, I would actually focus more on um, maybe the REITs go back to some of the mall reads like IGB read, Mid Valley, um, commercial reads like Axis read maybe as people come back to work so their rental collection should not be a problem. Yeah so those things are pretty much what I can tell about a rebound in tourism. I wouldn't say it's something very hot right now. I, I still think we are at a very, very early stage. I don't think money will swing into those sectors, in, in the travel sector just yet. Um, but perhaps if you have some extra cash looking for some yield, just buy the REITs. Lah. IGB REIT, um, Axis REIT, even Pavilion REIT. Because I've been going to the malls, etc. There are no major um, closures from big brands, big tenants. So no surprises there. Um, and people are just coming back lah. as simple as that lah. I think people are starting to go out as often and as as far as pre-MCO days so I wouldn't be too worried about that anymore because you know based on our health ministry and the DG's uh, the health DG's ability and his team uh, his team's ability to, to contain the viruses has really been very successful so people are, are more keen to, to go out now um, yeah so uh, also on property uh, one sec I'll be right back yeah so on property I finally made a booking on a property uh, I won't disclose well uh, just for privacy reasons but what struck me was uh, okay the first thing is the studio unit it's a small one it's 500 square feet it's purely buying for investment uh, it's somewhere in Subang and I was looking at it and the deal was just so good where I just had to put my money down. Um, so let me explain to you, yeah, I did the calculations, it's very simple. 
so all i need to do right now is i mean to secure the unit lah is pay 1000 ringgit for booking and then if i get a 90% loan i am then uh, just need to pay another 2000 plus ringgit um, to pay for the progressive billing and all that um, and then for the next 2 years because the completion of this project will be in 4 years so the first 2 years of that 4 years I don't need to pay any progressive billing because whatever I pay the bank in terms of um, interest for the first 2 years can be refunded by the developer so the developer pays me um, covers my payment for the first 2 years when, it's, when the building is um, currently being in construction uh, currently being built uh. so I only need to pay interest for the last two years of that four years wait and then after that uh, when it's completed you pay normal installment lah. so I bought it for around 300 plus K only it's a uh, small unit and my monthly installment is about 1,003, uh, also depending if I get a 90% loan lah. and basically for the next four years I only need to fork out 6k that's crazy I only need to fork out 6k for the next 4 years and then when it's built then I can offset my installment by renting it out or maybe flipping the property so literally my risk down is only 6k plus uh, and technically it's like not much money to even put down to own house lah. so the way they do it is obviously because they mark up the price to the bank so whatever loan you get um, they'll give you back in cash back they'll give you back uh, in, in um, very very low in entry costs lah. so basically in very simple terms I need to put 6k down and then after 4 years only I think about it after 4 years when it's built then only I think about whether I should rent it out whether I should sell it things like that lah. so it gets you in the property game in such a low cost instead of the usual if you go to buy sub sale um, you have to put 10% down and it's actually more more than that it's actually 15% 16% when you include the legal fees and the stamp duty and things like that so I took advantage of the home ownership campaign lah. just um, taking advantage of the free MOT no, uh, very very low stamp duty uh, legal fees are covered etc by the by the developer and also the progressive billing for the first two years is also covered by the developer so for me it just sounds nuts lah. so I had to do it <laughs> it's just I just saw it as an investor I just saw it as a very good investment opportunity very very low cash flow um, requirement for you to to own a place lah. and you only need to think about it four years down the road but obviously don't lah. don't overbuy and don't go and buy a crazy price property maybe like a million bucks worth of property and then they tell you oh you need to pay six thousand ringgit but you know um, when you get it when you get a property you'll be paying interest and a loan installment of five thousand ringgit six thousand ringgit don't do that lah um, I think my advice would be if you're looking at it as an investor or even for homestay uh, own stay you should look for a home that is uh, being offered on the home ownership campaign right now because you're going to get tremendous value you're going to get very very low entry cost to to own a place and i think this home ownership campaign is 
you know indicative that developers are desperate is indicative that people are struggling to sell off their units and and to rent out their units even so you have to price in the risk that you might not find a tenant lah when you get your unit so i think that's why your installment has to be low enough so that um you don't feel the pinch lah if you can't find a tenant you can still survive your lifestyle is not really affected that much lah so yeah man that's a interesting property story i advise you guys to check it out um this is the one that's on HOC that's pretty close to where i live in subang so um i know other HOC properties are damn far away like in semenye or shalam or puncha alam really really far away and that's really not what i want to do it's not worth investing and it's not worth staying there also because of the time you have to do to commute So yeah, look around Subang, um, Shalam maybe that's a bit far already, and around KL area lah. I know Sentul has a lot of new projects as well, but Sentul just you know lah, the area is not so nice and density is extremely high. But they got MRT too coming up there, so just something you can check out as well. Um, I just decided to go with Subang because I wanted a a nicer place and. Somewhere that is, you know, not so packed with people, and it's not so close to the city. But I'm banking more on the commercial business of Subang Jaya, like SS15, Bandar Sunway, um, that kind of crowd. Um, so yeah, got it at a good price, 300 plus k. Not too expensive, not too cheap. But I think with the cash bags and everything, and with the Um, low cash flow needed at the start. It's it's something that was worth buying lah for me. So yeah, let me know what you guys think about this HOC and good luck hunting. So that's it for this week. Catch up again next week. Ciao.